Spazzin' Out, America's podcast, recorded live from Boston, broadcasting around the world, covering everything America is talking about and beyond. Take your seats and enjoy the show. Now, here's your host, Anthony Parziali. Thank you so much for joining Spazzing Out, America's podcast. The podcast is done five times a week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And as always, it's in the morning, and I'm cranky, and I'm tired, and I hate waking up. I much would rather do the podcast at night. As a matter of fact, last night, I did my first episode of Podcast Pizza. If you missed Podcast Pizza, you can find it where you find Spazzing Out, America's podcast. It's Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Radio.com. Wherever you find your podcast, you can find my podcast. Put in Spazzing Out, America's Podcast. S-P-A-Z apostrophe N out, pod, America's Podcast. <clears throat> Last night, we did our first podcast pizza. Go check it out. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. You can listen to the episode or you can go back and you can watch the video. When I do the podcast, Facebook Live, Instagram Live, Twitter Live, I'm, on, I'm trying to live stream on just about everything I can, but not many people are watching on the live stream. Most people listen in their car, they're listening to the playback as I record it. I record it right here on an iPad. Very simple because I don't have the money yet or the equipment and we've been doing the podcast for a pretty damn long time. Uh, well, not that long, uh, 10 months or something like that, average about 700 new downloads a day per episode, it does it does fairly well, but not well enough to monetize, we will fucking get there, here's what we're going to talk about today, we have remote asses, it's a segment that I like to call remote asses when I'm talking about remote classes, remote asses, Boston wants to send the druggies, the drug addicted mutants, Back on the island, <clears throat> Quincy wants nothing to do with it, and Baker gets it wrong with the vaccine. Uh, uh, three phases, the, the vaccine <clears throat> scenario has been laid out for Massachusetts. Who's going to get the vaccines first? And I think that he's wrong, uh, and I'll explain that because you guys know how I feel, that the elderly uh, are the new monkeys, and they should get it first to test it. <clears throat> Why don't we start with remote asses? Oh, you know what? Before we get to remote asses, I need a little help. Let's get to a little spilt milk. What is spilt milk? Spilt milk is shit that happens in my life that affects everything else, meaning I have stories I want to talk about, like the druggies, like how remote schooling is failing and the vaccine. But more importantly, I need to talk about something that happened in my life and I need help. I'm, I'm trying to work with mattress recycling. I would like to keep mattresses out of landfills. Not because I give a shit about the earth. I'm not even going to lie to you. I, I, I care about the earth. It's great to recycle. Blah, 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 blah. I want to make money. I want to make cash. And I got to find someone that buys foam. There are companies that buy foam. There are a ton of them. That just I can't find one in mass. And please, for the love of God, you a-holes, do not send me a screenshot of, of something you Googled. You don't think I Googled it already? You don't think I called the companies that you Googled? You fucks. Obviously I did it. I need a legit scrap 
foam buyer, if you know one, if you're in that industry, if you've talked to somebody and you know that they work for a company that buys scrap foam, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the inside guy. I'm not looking for a damn screenshot from Google. I Googled it five billion fucking times. So please, I need help, but I need real help. I need you, I need someone to reach out to me and says, yes, in fact, I know somebody that buys foam scrap. It's like scrap metal, except it's not metal, it's fucking foam. Thanks. I could really use your help on that. Pass that shit along. It'd be very, very, I'd, I'd be grateful. I saw it in my family, I saw it in my pocket, and then the earth would be great because you guys would be helping keeping mattresses out of landfills, but that's not really the goal. The goal is to make greens, lots of money to make money so that I don't have to be supported by you or by the government. All right. Remote asses. It is now clear that remote learning kids that have been stuck home. My daughter has been remote learning since the school year started. My son has been remote learning. It just switched over to hybrid. So he goes to school two times a week, but for the most part, he's got three days at home, two days at school. And it's now been confirmed in a national study that it's not working for the kids or for the teachers. More kids are failing this year that have ever failed ever. I mean, it's more than 50 to 60% of kids that have never got an F before are getting Fs. There's there's many reasons why. First off, the first reason is it, it depending on the age, kids don't give a shit. My son is 13 years old. Well, he's not yet. He will be in like three weeks. So my, my son, Narium, no Joe, he's 13 years old. He doesn't give an F about sitting in front of a computer and doing remote learning. He doesn't, he doesn't care. And no one's home to make him care. I can't be there. I have to work. His mom can't be there. She needs to work. And we sure as hell are not going to pay the daycare cartel money because they want an exorbitant amount of loot to sit there and watch your kid do nothing. As a matter of fact, she tried paying the daycare cartel to, cartel to help out. He, he would go to the Y twice a week and they did nothing. They didn't help. He, he didn't pay attention. He played with the other kids. He fucked off. So she pulled him out of the program at, at, after being completely nailed for ridiculous fees from this, this, this organiz, this underground organization of daycare, of child care people that just take all your money. Child care in the United States is absolutely insane. It's a ridiculous amount of money. So it didn't work. And Narium, for example, I'll give you an example. No Joe, it, it is very good at math, right? He's never got anything lower than an A in math his whole entire life. Now he's in that D to C level. As a matter of fact, he was trending for an F and then his teacher reached out and I got up all in his face and I said, bud, of all the subjects that you would be failing in math, is this a joke? I'm like, this is easy for you. This, this should be the one, the one grade. I mean, he's so good at math. That, that he, he gets better grades in math than he does in gym. And most boys get an A in gym. Most Everybody gets a fucking A in gym. So I got in his grill and now he's trending back up. He, he's heading back towards the, the A level in math because I grinded him on it. And that's probably what you have to do. But the point of the whole thing is he don't give a fuck. And then my six-year-old daughter, good luck trying to get your, trying to get a six-year-old to sit in front of a computer for hours on end. Good effing luck. Thank God for her grandmother, because without her, I don't know what the hell we would do. She, she is, she's a teacher. She's a former teacher, which is great for Presley. So that helps her out. So Presley gets a little, a little step ahead after school and she gets all this kind of practice, but she needs it. But for her to have to sit, 
she literally sits and, and basically forces this poor girl to sit in front of the computer for six, seven hours a day. It's ridiculous. It's not working. It just doesn't work. Now, I'm not making up excuses for the kids because, I, period, I, I don't care. I, I tell my son, I'm like, hey, buddy, this is how you go to school and this is what you got to deal with. In the real world, sometimes shit happens and you got to deal with it. So there is no excuse to me for not showing up to class. There, there are no excuses in my house. I can't. I don't deal with excuses. I can't. I, I, it's unacceptable to me when, when my kid, uh, you know, can figure out, here's what I always say to Narium. I'm like, wait a second. No, Joe, you'll spend 10 hours trying to figure out how to set up a video game and you'll figure it out, how to connect it to your, you know, to your computer so that you can YouTube and do all this shit, but you won't spend time sitting in front of a computer for school. No, nah, that doesn't fly with me at all. So there's no room for excuses and I force them and I sit with them and I have to spend time, which is, let's pack this up. The biggest failure that comes with remote learning is that dad has to deal with this shit. Let me be clear on this. The biggest problem for me with remote learning is that I actually have to, I know my kids teachers names. It's unheard of. I'm telling you in, in the, if you go back in, in time, of all the Pazialis ever born, from, from the from the very first Pazialli up until me, no Pazialli man has ever met a teacher, has ever been involved in school, has ever... It, it's just, what? I, I'm dad. I'm, excuse me? Teachers? Emails? Learning? Bullshit. Dad works. Dad brings home the check. Dad, dad goes to work. Eight hours, nine hours, ten hours, twelve hours, comes home, sits on the couch, doesn't want to hear crap, doesn't want to read emails about teachers, doesn't do doctor's visits. I don't, we don't do it. But now because of remote learning, I, I'm balls deep in education. My father, I'm telling you, the guy will he he would come up out of his urn and laugh at me, just point and say, You've shamed the family. You've talked to a teacher. I went I had five boys and I never met or talked to any of your teachers, and the one time that I did, I told the teacher, why the fuck are you calling me at work? Anyways, that's a whole other problem on my side. The point of the matter is, it's not working. Now, here's what I've said from the beginning, from the absolute get-go. I, I think they should have just, in general, had no school this year. They should have just said, no school. Bye, see you later, it's, it's a pointless year for, it's, listen, it's pointless for my daughter. She's six years old. She's going to be fine. She could start next year. No big deal. And then the kids that are a little bit older, it, right? Like the 13 year old kids, they don't give a crap. Let them stay home. Let them do nothing. Whatever. They're old enough to stay home. Their parents can go to work and they don't have to deal with the crap. Bye. See you later. Start it up again next year. And then the kids that are old enough to work, make them go to work. Make them get a job at McDonald's, Papa Gino's, Dunkin' Donuts, Give them credit on that for school. They, they, they call it uh, street education. They can learn something at work, something about responsibility, managing money, and, and things like that. And they can get on, uh, like on-job experience, things that they're going to need for real life. Not some stupid, you know, put-together remote learning thing that people are doing. And not to mention, what's even worse is there are some school systems that are now changing the grading curve. They're now saying that, you know, <clears throat> uh, uh, 
Typically, an A is 100 to a 90, a B is a 90 to an 80, an 80 to a 70 is a C, a 70 to a 60 is a D. Anything below 60 is an F. It goes all the way to zero, but what does it matter, dude? If you get an F, you get an F. There's, there's, there's no degrees of being a loser. You're either a loser or you're not. If you have an F, whether you have a zero or you have a 59, you're a fucking piece of shit. So it doesn't really matter. Schools are pushing it back, though. Some school districts are saying, hey, you know what? We're going to make it a 50 or lower. Are we going to make it a 40 or lower? I, I, I don't think that's the answer. Honestly, don't change the grading system. If you're going to force the kids to do it, which is fine, fine, you're going to force them to do it, then they have to do it right. And if they're not doing it right, unfortunately, it falls on the parents. It's a pain in the ass, yes. I, I hate dealing with it. I hate having to push my son constantly and check his homework and go into the stupid Google class and make sure he, he's actually done his homework. And then after, this is, this is, the, this is what they do. Hear me out. Because the little shits, they'll submit the work that's not completed. Because they figured out that mom and dad knows how to go in. They hit the stupid to-do list. And then you go on there and you see assigned, missing, due, whatever the fuck, whatever it is. You look at it and, and you see nothing. And then mom and dad say, all right, great, he did it all. And then you get an email from the teacher saying, hey, your son has passed in all these undone projects. He's not doing them. He's just passing them in because he doesn't want to deal with your shit. So now you got to check to make sure that he actually did the work, dude. It's a, it's a complete hassle. On, on two ends, it, it drives me nuts. The first end, I don't want to deal with it. I don't get paid for this shit. You get paid. I pay you to do it. That you're, you're my paid babysitter. You fucking do it. Get the babysitters back to work. Get the kids back in school. They would be fine. That would be the real answer. The real answer to this problem is to get the kids back in school. They're going to be fine. The vaccine is coming. Not to mention that the rate for kids to catch the virus is very low. And on top of that, they're not going to fucking die from it. Please. We're almost there. Either end it. Just end it. You know what? Just end it. If you're so concerned about it, end it for the year. Pay the teachers. I won't bitch about it. I don't care. You pay the teachers. That's probably the biggest problem that you have is like, ah, if we end school, people are going to be pissed that we're paying the teachers. I don't care. Pay the teachers. I don't want it. Nobody wants to deal with it anymore. It's it's garbage. We have real problems. I got to put milk in the fridge, bro. I don't want to deal with whether or not my kid has been sitting in front of a fucking computer for six hours. I, I don't care. Honestly, I'll buy the kid a take junk t-shirt and I'll put his ass to work. It's driving me nuts. So it's, it's not working. Enough. You, you failed the, the system that you guys have put together, that you slapped together. This makeshift system of education is clearly not working. It's going in the wrong direction. It's bad for kids. It's fucking kids up. It's messing up their heads. They're not having any social contact with people. End it. That's it. January, that's it. School's over. Bye. And then wait till everybody gets the vaccine. And then next year, you can all go back to school. And if you want them to repeat the same grade, so be it. No big deal. They're all one year behind. It's okay. I, kids, are, kids are retards now anyways. They're not adults when they're 18. They're adults when they're like 25. They could all, every single kid could stand to have one more year of school. Trust me. They need it. They're not there. And the kids that are, that are smart enough to get out of there, they'll test out anyways. It's just, it's, it's stupid. It's not working. And this leads right into the conversation of the vaccine. Massachusetts Governor Baker has set his plan forward in three phases as to how the vaccine in Massachusetts is going to be distributed. Now, one thing that I am, I am extremely happy, happy about is that someone like me will not get the vaccine until April, sometime between April and June. And I, and I love it. Because that leaves December, December, January, February, March, almost April. That leaves almost five months of guinea pigs before it gets to me. 
So I love it that there will be millions of people trying the vaccine out before it gets to me. There will be five months of studies of, of illnesses, of side effects, of deaths, or, or of whatever before it gets to me. So I like that. I like the fact that I'm going to be one of the last people that it, that it is available to because I will know for sure whether or not it helps, whether or not it makes people sick. And maybe I don't even take it. Maybe by then, so many people have had it, herd immunization, however you say it, the, 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 the 70% of the population have already had it, and I don't even have to take it. I don't really get sick anyways, and, I, and I'll be fine. Now here, there's one thing in the order that I don't like. First off, phase one is going to go to anybody that directly works with people who are infected with coronavirus. So anybody that on a day-to-day, either either clinical or non-clinical people that are in, that, that are literally in contact with people that have coronavirus on a day-to-day basis will get it. First responders, polices, polices, police, nurse, firemen, those types of people, they will be the first to get it. And then there are some nursing homes and long-term living and, and assisted care type things that, that will get it. That's phase one. Phase two, This is where they make the mistake. People who are 65 plus are going to get it in phase two. People that are 65 plus should be the first ones to get it. Give it to them first. Not because they're frail. Not because they have, they're vulnerable and they might die. Because they're the new monkeys. People that are 60, 70, 75 plus, I, I like to say 75 plus. If you're 75 plus, you're basically a human monkey. You need to be the people that are getting tested. You, your, your age group, your generation, you're, you're dead anyways. Literally, I've said this all the, I say this all the time. If you're 75 plus, you could die at any moment. Anything can kill you. You could trip, you will die. You slip in the bathroom, you will die. If you're taking a shit and you push too hard, you will die. Your heart will fall right out of your ass and you'll be dead. Anything, the wind blows, you're dead. A leaf falling off a tree will slit your fucking throat and you will die. If you're 75 plus, you are now a monkey. You should get the vaccines first to test them for all of us. You should be tested for everything. They should put lipstick on you to deem whether or not lipstick is safe to put on Kim Kardashian. That's what the 70 plus community should do. But Charlie Baker has put them in phase two. I don't like that. They need to be moved up to phase one ahead of everybody else for like a month so that we can see whether or not the vaccine is effective and what it does to people. Now, in phase two, you have the 65 plus. Already talked about that. I just said it, man. I wish they would be first. In that group are the kids, pre-K, all the way up to, to 12. Um, and then you have industries, the people that work in the public sector. So you're talking, you know, your politicians, the governors, uh, anybody that works in public works, they will get it. Um, people that work in sanitation, which means I could get it because I work in sanitation, but you know what? <laughs> I'm, I'm still waiting. Um, you know, anybody that works in the utilities, grocery stores. So any of those um, essential jobs that people actually have to go to work like grocery store or like the utility worker, they're going to get it in phase two. And then in phase three, sometime April to June, everybody else gets it. And I'm okay with that. That's one of my favorite parts about this is that you don't have to be forced to take the vaccine because you will eventually be forced to take it, which I'm not for. I, listen, you want to take it, great. You don't want to take it, great. You, it's your own decision. This is America. You you get to make any decisions that you want, by all means. You want to smoke cigarette butts, bro, go ahead. You Just don't do it near me. You want to do drugs, go ahead. You want to drink and drive, bro, and drive your car to a telephone pole, good for you. I don't, I don't care. That please just stay the fuck away from me. 
So when it comes to vaccines, it's your choice. I, I think that people can make educated decisions. They can sit with their healthcare professional, talk to their doctor, and figure out whether or not taking a vaccine is good for them or good for their family. It's your choice. I don't need the government to tell me what to do. I can make my own decisions. I'm a smart guy. I will wait until April. And then you'll have five months of people taking it. Millions of people will have taken the vaccine and you'll know whether or not people get sick from it, whether they break out in hives, whether they die, whether it's just bad, whether it doesn't work. You'll know all the information. So I think it's great that the average person, me, the middle class dude, isn't going to have to be forced to deal with it with that conversation until April, until June, or even later. I think it's fantastic. Although in February... You're going to have to deal with whether or not February, March, whether or not you're going to give it to your kids, whether or not your kids are going to take it. And it's listen, the flu shot is mandatory. They're going to make your kids take it. Your kids will probably be fine. I'm going to give it to I listen. Wait, let, let me be clear. I don't really get involved in the, in the decisions when it comes to medical uh, for, for the kids. I really don't. I, I leave it to the moms. I give my opinion. I would say, you know. What do you guys think? That's literally, I just go, eh, we eating cheese pizza tonight? They'll bring up the vaccine and I'll say, that's great. Is the cheese pizza coming? No, honestly, it'll be a tough decision, but I think that my kids will take it. I think we will have our kids take it. Um, by then, you'll already have three months of first responders uh, that have taken it and um, other, other. literally, you have three months of testing before your kids are, are, are up to getting it. And you'll know whether or not the vaccine works or not. I mean, if it just makes the kids sick for a couple of days, no big deal. If it gets them back into school, I'd probably do anything. Honestly, I'd do anything. But I, I really think that the old fogies need to go first. So there, that's how we feel about that. Another thing that we have to talk about is uh, the Long Island Bridge. Not Long Island Bridge to Long Island, New York. There is an island off of the coast of Quincy that is owned by Boston that is called Long Island that for years was an island where they would send homeless people and drug addicts. It literally is an island for the dredges of society. Now, people wouldn't say it like that. I call it like it is. People would say this is a place for home homeless people and for drug addicts to get help away from everybody else. They they go out and they're secluded on this island where they can get treatment to better their lives, to, to, to take a step forward and to be better. Well, the island itself got shut down in 2015. Why? Because the bridge, there is a bridge that cuts, it goes from Quincy to, to the Long Island Bridge. Long Island, the, and the island itself is owned by Boston, not by Quincy, right? So, yes, it's the Island of Misfit Toys, somebody said, 100%. So, there was a bridge that went there, but the bridge, even the fucking bridge that goes to Drug Addict Island, after after 50 years or after 65 years, didn't work. So, they had to tear the bridge down because it wasn't structurally sound. So, they got everybody off the island. So, this this basically took like thousands, like, like a thousand people or more. Um, well, I mean, shit, more than that. Like, like at a time, you might be able to have a thousand people there. So over the past six years, 
uh, seven years or however long it, it, it's been. I know it's been five since 2015, but they deemed that the bridge didn't work long before that. So let's just call it five years. Over the past five years, the island has been closed, and this has been a place where they send the drug addicts, where they send the homeless people. It's probably where the Kennedys send their retarded cousins because they don't want anybody, or where, where the Queen of England sends her two retarded cousins to go and live so that nobody knows about them. Um, but they're there for treatment. So anyways... Boston has been trying to rebuild the bridge for the past five years, and Quincy has been shooting it down. And I love this. They're shooting it down uh, on the premise of environmental problems, which is bullshit. The people in Quincy should just say, hey, look, we don't want Boston's drug addicts and homeless people driving through our fucking nice community to hop on this bridge so that you can stuff the, the mutants of society on an island together. Now, I love... Let's get to it. I'm going to get to it in a second, because I love the island where you put idiots and mutants and drug addicts. Please put them all on an island together and get them far the hell away from me. So Quincy keeps fighting it and they lost in court. Boston went went to a, a Suffolk uh, court and a Supreme Court judge, <clears throat> local one anyways, said, yeah, Boston can build the bridge. 100% they've, so the bridge is back on. Now they can build the bridge from Quincy to Long Island. And Boston, this is the greatest. They, they, they're, oh, we, we just want a facility. We want a facility on the island so that we can help people that are addicted to drugs. Now, something like 900 people have died from opiate overdoses in the past, like, three years in Boston. That's a lot of people. We, we want to... Rebuild the bridge so that we can build a bridge for these people to, to I don't know what the fuck, to happiness or to get themselves, to get their lives back together, right? That's Boston's view. Boston's point of view, Monty Walsh's point of view, is that the Long Island facility off the coast of Quincy is going to be uh, it's going to be a place of hope for drug addicts and a place of hope for homeless people so that they can help these people. Why please just call it what it is. Just say, just just for the love of God I would love it for once if a politician came out and said, "Okay, here's the truth. We got overrun by 300 plus people living in a tent city on Mass Ave. There are a shit ton of rich people that live right up the street. They live up on Tremont, they live on all up on Mass Ave, all the way to Boylston. There were a ton of rich people that got pissed off. They they held and they they did this. They had a they had a they they withheld taxes. Some smart attorney got together with all the other rich people and he held their tax money in escrow and told the city of Boston, we are having a tax protest. We're not going to pay our taxes, our property taxes, until you get rid of the drug addicts, the three hundred of them that are pissing and shitting on the streets. Get rid of them. Bounce them out. Now, push to a couple of months later. They reach an agreement. They get rid of 10 City. I remember driving by it, dude. The Boston police and the state police, they were breaking that place down and throwing all the tents and, and dumpsters, and they got rid of the people. Now, where do they go? Boston cuts and says, shit, we got to we gotta find a place for these, these mutants, these dredges of society to go. Where are we going to put them? We got to put them on the island. We have to move them to the island. And, and that's what I want. I want a politician to straight up come out and say, hey, we, we, we don't give a shit. About these people, we just need to get them out of here because the rich people are upset and the normal people are upset. They want to move them. We're going to move them to this island off the coast of Quincy, but we need to build a fucking bridge to get them so that they can allegedly go back and forth. We're going to stick them out there. We're going to say that they're going to get treatment, but what, what really is going to happen is they're just going to be stuck there and you'll never have to see them. It's quite like a slaughterhouse. 
right? It's like a, you never see the cow getting killed. You never see the chicken getting plucked. We've nicely, in the United States, tucked the slaughterhouse far away because we don't want to kill the meat that we eat. We, we, we don't kill meat inhumanely, we, we don't, we, oh, this piece of steak I'm eating, this cow was, was gently massaged to sleep, its head wasn't cut off, we, we like to believe we're doing good, when we're not, you're taking the druggies, and you're sticking them on an island, plain and simple, you're taking them, you're building a bridge, and you're sticking them on an island, Quincy doesn't care about the environment, they don't want the druggies driving through their damn community, and then, Boston doesn't want them in their city, so they bought an island years ago, and now they want to stick them back on the island, and I love it. I 100% love it. I wish there were more islands. They should take every island off the coast of Massachusetts, and they should ship all the drug addicts to that damn island and fuck helping them. Drop off all the opiates. Drop off all the drugs. They should grow poppy seed plants on the islands and let these fucking mutants turn into zombies. They're already zombies, bro. You ever been down to Mass Ave? They're like, oh. <laughs> they come up to your window and they, guy pops out a, you know, I don't, dude, he's got a booger rag. He pops out his booger rag, starts wiping your windshield down. He's, Spraying it, I, looks like it's piss. Psst, psst, psst. He starts wiping it because he just got banged up on his free. Uh, you know what do they take? Suboxone, or they got the methadone clinic down there, and they're giving them out free drugs, dude. These people are like, their teeth, are, their faces are sucked in, and they need help, bro. Get get the fuck away from my car. Get away from my car. Don't, don't, please don't put the booger rag. I'm not going to give, I'll give you a dollar if you stay the fuck away from me. Beat it. Now they're going to take them, put them on an island. And I love stuff like this. Listen, on this program, on this program, on Spazzing Out America's podcast, in my life, <clears throat> I have zero sympathy for drug users. None. I have none whatsoever. I don't care if you use drugs. So I'm not begrudging you on that. I'm not, I don't shame you. I don't look at you and say, that guy's a drug user. I don't care. You do what you want to do with your life. It's your life to waste. I don't give a fuck. I, but I don't, I have zero sympathy. I've said it a thousand times and I'll say it again. And, and, and this could be used against me if I ever run for office or something like that. You could, you could straight up cue it right up to this point. I, Anthony Paziali, do not care if you die of a drug overdose. I have no sympathy for it at all. It's weak. It's your, you, you, you should be able to figure out a way not to use drugs. Your family should be enough. Now, I feel awful for your family. I feel great sympathy for your mom, for your dad. I feel huge sympathy for your kids, for your daughter, for your son, for the people that love you, that will never see you again, for the people whose lives you ruin, who, for the kids that could never understand why drugs were more important to dad or mom than them. Those people I feel for. I feel terrible for the daughter that just wants to know where dad is. And dad, you know where he is? He's on mass air. <laughs> Wiping windows to try to get another score when he should clean his ass up and be home for his daughter so that he can raise a nice, beautiful American girl and teach her to be strong and get her ass into school so that she can be a good person and make sure his son turns into a man. 
but he's not around. I have no sympathy for it. Honestly, put them all on an island. Every single last one of these mutants, put them on an island, give them all the drugs they want, let them bang back drugs until they fucking die. I do not care. I am pretty harsh and callous about it. I would tell you this, the damage that they do to the people in their lives is far worse than the damage that they do to themselves. There are thousands of kids that live without their parents, their mom, their dad, that are fucked up for their entire lives, that can't understand why their parents chose drugs over them. And it's a sad sight because I try to build, like anytime I talk to somebody and I know that their parent was a druggie or an alcoholic or something like that, I try to build them up. I, I try because I, I was a kid like that. My brothers were kids like that. And all we ever did for ourselves is one day, we literally, I'm not going to get all motivational on you, bro, but I could do a whole po- po- uh, a whole podcast on motivational speaking and on lifting yourself up and forgiving people and building yourself up and making everything about yourself and loving yourself and looking in the mirror and seeing nothing but complete greatness. Because trust me, I love myself. I tell my kids every day, Nariam, I love you. But what's more important? And he'll say right back to me that I love myself. That's right, Nariam. It is 100% important because dad's not going to be here all the time to love you. Mom's not going to be here all the time to love you. No one's going to love you but you. I instill that into my kids that it's so important to be self-confident, not to be cocky, to be self-confident, to be humble, to work hard. To care about yourself because at some point in your life, you are surely going to be alone. Someone is going to let you down and you cannot let that affect you. You cannot ruin your life over the choices of other people. You cannot control what other people do. You can only control what you do. So if your mom is going to be a drug addict and your dad is going to be a drug addict, you can still excel at life. You still can. But in the meantime, take those stupid mutants, put them on fucking Misfit Island and get rid of them. I don't have any, and you can't help them. Please. We waste so much money in the United States on trying to help people that are addicted to drugs. You can't help these fucking people. You can't. And we talk about it a lot on this program. It's just that you cannot help them. And the reason that Boston is suing to build the bridge is they agree. Politicians won't come out and say it. They don't have the nuts to say it. They know they can't help these people. They just need to get them out of sight, out of mind. So they're going to stuff them on Long Island off the coast of Quincy. They're going to build the bridge. They're going to ship the druggies out. And they're going to ship the homeless people out because we don't want to see them. That's it. And I'm okay with it. I don't want to see him. Ship him out to the fucking island. Chop him up and use him as shock bait, dude. I don't care. Not, not even a second do I give a shit. When I see someone on the street that's banged up on drugs, I don't, I don't go, oh, look at that poor guy. First thing I think is I'm like, man, I wonder if he has kids. I wonder if he, what, what, how is, what, what is, you know, what, 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 what did he steal from his family that, that he could never give back? What did he take from him? Who did he take advantage? That's what I think. Who did he take advantage of this time to get the score? Because that's what they do. They're masters of manipulation. They will, druggies will absolutely make you feel so bad. They will manipulate the shit out of you and you can't stand for it. The only thing you can do is put them on a goddamn island off the coast. That's it. Get rid of them. See them later. No, t- I'm, I'm telling you. This may, this may someday bite me in the ass the way I talk about this, honestly, because I would like to run for office at some point in my life because I feel like that 
I, I honestly feel like that if I don't run for office, that I'm, I'm doing my kids a disservice because there needs to be people or someone that thinks quite like myself that needs to get into government. And we need to get back to gov to small government. We need to get back to government that's not invasive in your life. We need to get back to government that puts the responsibility on you as an American to take care of yourself, to find ways to help yourself and not to just sit back and hope that the government will take care of you. We need that. And I'm sure that someday this shit will get played back and I, and I don't care. I, and I was, if I was in a presidential debate and if I was running for Senate and someone said, how do you feel about drug users? I would simply say that you cannot help these people. They are fucking, they are mutants. They ruin families' lives and you should put them all out on a goddamn island and give them all the drugs that they want until they fucking kill themselves. See you later. Peace out. Bye. And I'm sorry if you have somebody in your life that is a drug user. And I'm not sorry that they are a drug user. I'm sorry that you have to deal with it. I'm sorry that your life is put on hold to help somebody else. Even more, I'm sorry that you think it's your fault. I'm sorry that you think that you have to help this person and that it has to fuck up your life. I'm sorry that you can't move on from it because you have to. You gotta move on from it. You gotta let it go. You gotta look at the druggie right in the face, no matter who it is, your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister. You gotta just look at him and say, I have to move on with my life. And I forgive myself for moving on. This is not my problem. I have my own kids that I have to take care of. I have my own life that I have to live. And I can't be brought down or sucked in to your garbage or, or give you any more money to support your habit or give a roof over your head. Unfortunately, here is a ticket to Long Island. It's a one-way trip. Don't ever come back. Get the fuck out of my life. Stay away from me. Stay away from my kids. Bye. It's very simple. And you'll forget about it really fast and you'll excel. Because let me tell you something. You show me your father, I'll show you your future. You show me your friends, I'll show you your future. If you still hang out and hang with druggies, you'll be a druggie. If you continue to help your father get better or your mom and you support and you enable them, they will drag you into the pit of fucking despair. Plain and simple. All right, guys, I got to go. Thank you so much for listening to uh, Spazzing Out, America's podcast. All right, one final note on the druggie thing. Um, obviously I care about people, guys. I really do. I, 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 I love everybody. I don't really have hate towards people and I don't want people to die. But you really have got to come to a realization that it's you or them. It's you or them. Once you decide you pick you, you will be a lot happier in life. Trust me. You have to forgive yourself. You have to let it go. You have to be okay with putting yourself first. If you don't put yourself... If you do not put yourself first, you can never excel. I'm not saying to be a dick, and I'm not saying to, to, to be a scumbag. You have to be humble in everything. 100% you need to be humble and you need to be grateful, but you have got to put yourself before people that will try to bring you down and only let people in your life that want to help, that want to lift you up. You want people to be the wind, literally the wind beneath your wings. You don't want them to be the boulder on your shoulder. Get the fucking boulders off your shoulders. Get rid of them. Send them to Long Island. Just psh, bye. All right, guys. Everybody have a good one. I'll talk to you tomorrow.